All right, guys, welcome back to another fun-filled episode of the Big Texas Outdoors podcast. I'm John Yon, encouraging everybody to go to our socials and follow us on there. Give us a like, give us a follow. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. We are on the Twitter and the TikTok. Uh, as far as podcast platforms, we are on Apple, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, and Stitcher. So get us wherever you get your podcast. We also have a YouTube account. Subscribe, go ahead, hit that bell so you get notifications when we post new content. And next up, we have Dirty Duck Coffee Company. Made for hunters, by hunters. Go ahead, start your day off right with a nice hot cup of Dirty Duck Coffee. Go peruse the website, load up the cart, and when you go to check out, be sure and put our promo code Texas Outdoors, capital T, all one word. Put that promo code in and that will get you 15% off of your order. And now, without further ado, today's guest, the one, the only, <laughs> Cutter Cornett. How y'all doing? Cutter, how you been? Been good, brother. Staying how, busy. Yeah, how's uh, how's the garden going? It's going. So things are starting to slow down for a lot of outfits around here right now. So I got you. I got you. It is yeah. what it is. I mean, it's getting into season, so <clears throat> everybody's still having fun, though. So that's all you can ask for. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, had a uh, had a good weekend. Yep. Had a uh, had a pretty busy weekend. We uh, messed with some cows and stuff last Friday and Saturday. We did a bunch of running around. I did a little welding job, and then Sunday I took some guys hunting. I got you. It was, uh, there was no ducks flying down there for us. Quite a few geese moving, but we was able to peel a few off here and there. That's good, man. This late in the season, that uh, it's kind of a big ask. Yeah, yep. It was it was good though. The client had a fresh dog. Uh, she was right at a year old. He just got her back from the trainer, and he's able to send her on her first geese a few times. And she did she did really well. She's going to end up being a good pup, I think. So that's good. That's good. So uh, today we're going to talk about gear. All right. I feel like you're obsessed with gear. Yeah. Look around this room. I, I, uh, I have the same fascination <laughs> with gear. Yep, I can so, talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So for a while. Yeah, that's uh, you're usually my my go-to guy if I want to want to talk gear. Yeah, we bounce stuff off each other. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. So, so uh, yeah. So you do some out-of-state stuff. You go west yeah. and you pack hunt. Yes, yeah, sir. What uh? What is some of your? What are some of your go-to? What's your must-haves? First of all, must-have is a good pair of boots. Absolutely. Don't. Do not skimp. No. On don't. your boots, you're going to be on your feet all day. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you you want to have a good pair of boots. You want to have a good sturdy pair of boots. I'm a pretty average novice hunter as far as that goes still. And me and a couple of my buddies put in 40, 50, 60 miles in, in a few days of traversing up and down some pretty steep, nasty stuff. And going back and forth, man, it's... Uh, $100, $150 pair of boots. Uh, to me, I ain't gonna cut it. I'm right. not. I'm not taking the chance on having my feet be in a bind. Right, and so back, back there. You know, like around here, like if you you, you can buy a cheap pair of boots. <laughs> yeah, if you were walking to your deer stand from where you parked your buggy or something. Right, it is what it is, dude. Yeah, so but, you, you could wear anything. Yeah, but if I'm wearing yeah. the same pair of boots for seven days, for 15, 16 hours a right. day. Trekking through rocks and, and what yeah. have you. Yeah, you want something with a nice sturdy sole that's not going to flex and bend mm-hmm. and all that because uh, it'll give you foot fatigue. Major foot fatigue. Oh, yeah, and your feet are going to be hurting. And you don't know foot fatigue until you've done stuff like that without the right shoes. Right, and then you... Uh, and then you wonder why you just can't walk. You're like I'm not tired, but I feel like I can't do anything. Right. You uh, you wake up the next day and do it all over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, a good pair of boots. I. Uh, that and I mean I know they're expensive, but they run sales on them all the time. Mm-hmm. You got you a pair of Krispies, right? Yeah, I, like got, that, right? I got some Idaho twos, and I got them on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, same way with my. Uh, with my pack. Did you end up with the Stone Glacier or Mystery Ranch? I went with the Mystery Ranch, the uh, the Metcalf. Mm-hmm. So it's a big cap, big pack too. I know, man. Like that's my thing. Like I, I didn't want to get it. I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be it, and it'd just be too small. Like oh, them compression straps on there, dude. Whatever. <laughs> you can suck that thing down and make it right. be. It's got the lid on it too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's. I, I haven't gotten to go out and use it. But uh, I've kind of messed with it at the house, and uh, I think it's going to be a good pack. Oh, it will. You uh, you went with the Kuyu Pro? Yeah, right? I think I'm running like a 5500 I got you. Pro LT. Uh, yeah, so mine's like <clears throat> 4300 and some change. Mm-hmm. That, uh, That's probably not including your lid, though, either, huh? I don't know. I don't think it I don't is, because I feel like that pack you have is pretty large. Yeah, it... it they can hold some stuff. I mean, for sure. But, but like yeah, I said, you, uh, can, you can use the compression straps and suck them down. I'd rather have one that's a little too big than one that's than not have enough room. And a meat shelf in a pack if you're going in the backcountry. Yep, that you uh, don't want a meat shelf. That, that Metcalf has the has the meat shelf. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so on a pack, you want something that uh, that is very well fitted to you. Yep. Yeah, you you want it to to sit on your shoulders right. You a good uh, a waist belt. Mm-hmm. You want it to sit upon your hips. Right. Get that all good and right, and you want to fill that thing up and wear it around for. You need to put some miles in it before you go. Actually, out and you're trying to use it because right. there's there's stuff that needs to be dialed in. You can adjust all of those good packs. You can right. make all types of adjustments to make them fit you right. Same thing with your boots. You you want to <clears throat> yeah you want to yeah, break your things in too. Yeah, if you're if you're uh, 
using if you're trying to fit your pack to you wear your boots with it mm-hmm yeah they uh the boots that I've got I've got chenille uh, timberlines and they're they really weren't didn't have any of a break-in as far as I was concerned now are they are they leather or are they synthetic they're leather okay yep. see so mine, mine are synthetic but they got some type of waterproof membrane liner or something in it uh, right so it's it's probably Gore-Tex line like yeah something like that I mean I feel like all those boots are mm-hmm they claim something about theirs a little bit different but I don't know I love the boots I'm in love with them I recommend them to everybody I think mine have like nine inch tops or something like that on them. yeah I think mine are like eight but they're uh they're they're pretty sturdy yeah I'm a big fan of uh ankle support absolutely yeah yeah uh are they insulated I don't wear insulated boots, no. I haven't been anywhere, really, which is kind of strange to say, but where I've needed insulated boots. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like, I feel like it doesn't matter how, how cold it is, my feet are still going to sweat. Yeah. I, it could be I freezing. think that mean you had just haven't gotten to them, uh, right. to them areas yet, but so far for me. Right, I mean, like. I can go mess around in the yard and be freezing cold outside, and I'll yep. take my shoes off, and I'll step on the floor, and there'll be wet footprints mm-hmm. because my socks are been sweaty. sweaty. Yeah, I mean, I've I've worn those boots and down to probably I don't know, close to single digits, if not in the single digits, and and I've been fine. Now I wore some lacrosse duck boots, the little rubber ones, with leather tops on them, and like. 20 degree weather and I legitimately thought that I had frostbite on my toes while I was laying in that field man you should you should have just brought your uh your mountain boots I should have yeah I tooted up on that one yeah I mean I wore my uh ancient moccasins while I traveled up there and everybody seen me and was like who the hell is this guy wearing <laughs> fucking moccasins in Kuyu gear up here like he's I'm up here I'm up here to shoot birds in North Dakota brother like <laughs> They're like, man, this guy ain't wearing sick. What the fuck's he doing? Oh, man. Yeah. There were some boys from Michigan we met that said, when they seen me, they was like, that guy's a, he's something else. <laughs> so. Of course. Gotta, gotta make a statement. Yeah, I really wasn't trying to. I was just trying, <laughs> I just out here living. But. Right. Just out here doing you. Yeah, I guess I'm, I guess I'm a little different. So. You said North Dakota. I know in the mountains, when it's quote-unquote cold, it's not really that cold. Like, you you can really, uh, you really work up a sweat. Yeah. I yeah. mean... It, it'll, get, it'll get cold at night when you're laying in that little tent or whatever, but... Whew. Man. <clears throat> a year or two ago when we were in Colorado, long day... A long night before because we drove straight through all the way there and uh, drove up into the mountains we're all pumped get out of the trucks grab our stuff, take off <clears throat> we basically made a big loop that day we never even set up camp or anything before we left made a big loop see if we could find some signs see if we're in a good area, yada yada didn't look too promising we got back to the trucks Started setting up my hammock that I was going to sleep in. Put my little tarp over me and everything. 
And man, it was, it felt like it was 75 degrees during the day. I don't know what it was because I wasn't looking at any electronics, but. Right. I woke up several times that night in that hammock due to losing too much body heat. <laughs> Your boy got pretty cold. And oh, yeah. Looked at the truck the next morning when we finally got up and it was like 19. I was like, oh, shit, man. Yeah. This uh, is way colder than I was expecting it to be right now. Man, that's kind of like whenever I was working out in West Texas. I got to go run around all day and it'd be 90 degrees. You'll be hot. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you'd work into the night because I mean, that's all you did out there. And then you're work. bundling up. Yeah, and I'm, like, digging in my truck to find a jacket. And they're like, what, are, you, are you cold? I'm like, yeah, man. It's like <laughs> 40 or 50 degrees. Like, it was 90 two hours ago. Yeah, this is a major change for my body. Right. I mean, this is huge. <laughs> yeah, man, but... uh. Yeah, so some some good cold gear. Good cold gear, depending on how you're how you're hunting and how you're traveling. When I was in North Dakota, North Dakota, your brother let me borrow pretty much everything sick that he had. Oh yeah, the uh, <clears throat> the Hudson stuff. Yep, I had his the Hudson, Hudson bibs, the Hudson jacket. I had his Hudson jacket. I had his Nodak hoodie. I had my Nodak vest. I had his gradient pants, I had his Dakota pants, and literally every day, except for the first few, because I was trying to not wear his stuff, so I wore all my Kuyu stuff for the first few hunts. <laughs> and then finally, I was like, I need to wear, I need to put these bibs on at least. I wore them bibs, and after probably day four or five up there, I wore those bibs, they, uh, at least the gradient pants, or the Dakota pants, and that Dakota hoodie and my Dakota vest every day, all day long. <laughs> and I'd just I'd throw that Hudson jacket on every now and then if the wind was blowing a little bit harder. Right. And uh, I was good, man. That stuff is serious. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there's nothing worse than being out in the middle of nowhere yeah. and you did not pack enough warm stuff. Oh, man. Devastating. That's why anytime I travel, no matter where, we can be going to Florida or Costa Rica. There's going to be one of my lightweight jackets that is really warm that goes into my pack. And I'm taking at least a pair of blue jeans and some of my, like my Kuyu insulated long johns. I'm not going anywhere and getting screwed by it because it was supposed to be oh yeah, yeah. sunny in 75. <clears throat> Right, like, oh man, like this this never happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like, you know, you know, it never snows here. And it's happened, uh, what, two or three times in the past couple of years? Yes, it has. Yeah. That's, it's, been, it's pretty weird weather here. It's a lot of snow for never snowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, that stuff stuck for a while. and Man, the last time it snowed... And we got that hard freeze. Mm-hmm. I just bought a new bunch of new hunting gear. It's like February. So I was like, you know, work's like, hey, man, like, y'all don't worry about coming in. So I was like, cool. I'm going to try out all the stuff that I bought. I mean, everything. The the crispies. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, I mean, just pants, everything, just bundled up, just trying everything, just seeing how it works. You know, because it was, it was like, what, 12 degrees? Yeah, it was something silly, dude. Yeah, so I was like, well. I'm, I'm not sure what it was here, because I, I was driving back from Junction when the when the thick of it happened here. We were up there for like a couple of days, and it was real cold and all icy, and then shit got sideways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But, uh. Yeah, so I just tried it, like walked around the yard drinking my coffee and everything. You know, didn't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> just crunching through the snow. Yeah. So I was like, cool. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, oh, another thing. Hey, this is something that you told me to get. What's that? Uh, boot gaiters. Oh, yeah. I like my leg gaiters. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I forgot them on my last trip and I was pissed about it. <laughs> pissed, dude. No, I, was, I was so mad at myself. But about half the time I wore some of like my NFQ shorts. You know, my. Right, them, right. You know, the thighs are out, baby. Yeah. Uh, I wore them about half the time when I was hunting anyway, so I wouldn't have been able to wear them. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. That, that, yeah, that would have. Pull the hair off your, mm-hmm. off your, uh, off your legs. Yeah, the little bit that grows there would have been gone. Not anymore. <laughs> that was, oh, uh, yeah, man, you were the one who said, yeah, get you a pair of them. And it, I remember the first time I went, I bought a cheap pair. <clears throat> and I, I liked them. I loved mm-hmm. them. It's like, yeah, this is cool. Because, like, what is this for anyways? And you're like, it keeps, you know, s- you know your boots from getting wet. I mean, your pants. all you have yeah. is your pants. And so it's just, it's got like a little stirrup in it. And you just pick it up, you know, put it on. It's got a little sensing strap up top. You just tighten it up to where it goes around your calf and go. Mm-hmm. Has a little metal clip to clip onto your uh, boot lace. Shoelace, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, think about when you walk through. Like wet dew grass, yeah, you know the dew grass. in the morning on the grass, and your pants get all wet. And next thing you know, it's up. Right, it's you know halfway up your calf. Right, it, it just soaked it's, up. That it's way. no big deal when you're walking because mm-hmm. you're you're making body heat. But when you stop to sit down the glass, and it's still dark, and the wind's just whipping. Oof. Yeah, you feel all that moisture real quick right. on your skin. Right, so <clears throat> yeah, them leg gaiters are. I'm a believer in them, also. For yeah, sure. I. uh yeah, I used them the first time, and I'm like, I got to give me a better pair. I, Which I, ones I, you end up buying? The Yukons from Kuyu. Yeah, that's what I got too. Come on. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're nice. Yeah, I'm a fan for sure. Yeah, those are a must-have most of the time for me. Man, uh, what about the Kuyu outlet? Dude, I've got all kinds of good stuff off of there. Right. I bought rain gear off of there. I bought my down jacket, the the only Kuyu down jacket that I have, came off of the outlet. Yeah, I've got the synthetic down one. Uh, I've bought some of like, I don't know if they still make them or not, but they called them their insulated snap shirts. It's kind of like a like a shacket, 
shirt jacket thing. Mm -hmm. Dude, super lightweight, super warm. I've got a couple of them. I bought one for everybody in my family. <laughs> <laughs> Loved them so yeah, much. Yeah, they were not on the outlet when I had to buy those, though, right. unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, because the, the outlet's hit or miss. I mean, mm -hmm. you look, you see something cool, like, oh, man, I want this. And you go there, and the price is right, mm -hmm. but the size is not. Very rarely. Right. Yeah, they've got extra small and, like, 4X. Yep. And you're like, I'm neither one of those sizes, so... I'm out. Moving on. Yep. On to the next deal. Right. What else right. catches my eye? I've, uh, I've spent some money on the outlet. You can catch some good ones on there. Right. Man, they, they make really good hoodies, too. Just the regular, like, logo wear hoodies. Jeez. Super so comfortable, thick. super warm. They are thick. Yeah. I, I bought one last year. Yeah, they're my favorite. And I put it on, I'm like, Jesus, this thing's warm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yes, they're my favorite ones. That yeah, I have. so uh, they are well worth the money. Yep. I'm a believer in Kuyu for sure, too. I've put enough miles in with it that I I can say that I'm Yeah, they're, they're for I'm the with longest them. time. You were the un only person I knew that owned it. Yeah. And you and you just spoke about it and spoke about it. So when it was time, I had to get some new stuff. I went with Kuyu. They had the, uh, that was when they just came out with the Velo. Mm, that's right. <laughs> I was like, hey, this looks cool. I bought it. That's a really good pattern, too. It blends right. really I, well. I like the pattern and everything. I didn't realize that that was like a like a flex. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the newest one, baby. Right. I mean, it just came out. Like, that was 2020. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was like a, a huge flex. Like, you know, like all the guys that have been wearing Kuyu, like, they go and buy all that stuff. Buy a whole system in the new pattern. I'm yeah. like, oh my bad. Yeah, not me. I'm still, I'm still adding to my uh, my Vios collection. I, I like it for some reason. Right, right. I I do too. It blends really well with a lot of stuff. Even looking at it, it doesn't seem like it would, but man, it it really does blend really well. Right, but with the Velo, I looked at it. I'm like, man, like this will be good for you know out west. Mm -hmm. And then I can come back and use it for duck hunting because it looks like duck camo. It's pretty close to some to some marsh wear too, which is is really odd to me that how it works. But there's people that make a whole lot of money that figure out that that's how that stuff works. Right. So I was like, man, this looks like you know anybody's uh anybody's duck camo pattern. Mm-hmm. Or pretty similar to it. Yeah, it's it's very similar. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I mean, that's. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of hoodies, my brother got me a uh, a t-shirt hoodie for Christmas. Like it's real thin, like a t-shirt. Oh yeah. And it's got a hood on it. It's like a long sleeve hooded one though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the old school camo, like the old frog skin. Oh yeah. I got one. Dude, I, love I got that a merino one that's like that too. I love that thing. I bought it like I was for for fly fishing on the river and. In the summertime, never want it for that. Only for other stuff. <laughs> right. Most of the time, I ditch my shirt and just wear a hat whenever I'm doing that. Right. I mean, it's just you have good intention, but uh, mm -hmm. it, it something else always comes out. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, I think I seen a picture of you wearing that one the other day. Yeah. Yeah. I wore it uh, Saturday hunting. Oh, okay. 
What kind was that one? Uh, Poncho. Oh, yeah. They got some cool shit. Yeah, so... <clears throat> he, was just, he was just like, what do you want for Christmas? So, like, I want one of them little thin hoodies. Mm-hmm. And he's like, a t-shirt hoodie? Bet. I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, cool. I got you. <laughs> Cooper was looking... My little brother was looking at... Uh, showing me them shirts. Just their regular, like, button-up shirts the other day. And I said, yeah, they're cool and all, Bubba. I said... I'm not paying ninety dollars for that shirt that I'm gonna ruin. Jesus, it's just like a regular button-up, like pearl snap shirt. They they advertise them as like work shirts or fishing shirts or something. <laughs> I'm like it's freaking brilliant white. I'm gonna ruin that. Right, uh, right. The first day that I wear it, I don't, I, I don't have anything white. Homie, I can't keep a pair of jeans without stains <laughs> in them for some right. reason. I don't know what the deal right. is. Yeah. I even be like, these are good jeans. Get them starched good jeans right they just attract dirt and grease and yeah. mud and all kinds of shit i wore some the other night took to the cleaners today rose there's a fucking wine stain on them all right cool dude hey maybe maybe y'all put some more starch in those <laughs> i hope they can get it out right get the stain out and then starch them up to where nothing nothing soaks yeah, into they're it they're supposed to just roll off right i want wine to just beat up and just roll off like water on a duck's back. That's it. After you get them starched, get you a get you a can of that kiwi camp dry. Scotch guard them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried that on some cheap boots once. It didn't work. I think they soaked up more water after that. Ah. Yeah, those were those were not good boots. Man. Yeah. So like my first trip, I was like, oh yeah, I've got these Under Armour boots. They might work. Oh, yeah, these will work great. My boss was like, nah, dude, here, take these. He's like, you see this? And he <laughs> went to push the toe and the heel together, and they didn't move. He's like, that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're going to be walking in the mountains, walking <clears throat> on rocks and shit? He's like, that is what you want. You do not want your foot to bend and twist and all kind, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And yeah, warm and on the way home, I was looking up those boots. And I was like, hey, dude, where'd you get these? Like, I can't find them anywhere. He's like, oh, they discontinued. Oh, my God, I'm on sale. <laughs> it's like, shit. What kind were those? Uh, were they them Los Portivas? No. Uh, a-, a Solo? Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me it was a different... Yeah, I mean, but they're awesome. They're mm-hmm. great. Uh Man, uh, my buddy at work, Jeff, he gave me a pair of boots. Oh, yeah? He's like, hey, man, like, you want these? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll take them. They're a pair of Rocky. Uh, That's a name I hadn't heard in a long time. I know, but they're insulated. And he, he got them when he was in... Wyoming. They're uh, they're Air Force issued. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, so they're like they're like olive green. Mm-hmm. Whatever color boots they had. I was like, hell yeah, dude! Like, I'll, I will make these work. Yeah. I mean, they're insulated, so like, if I do get someplace where it's really really cold, 
I've got a pair of insulated boots. There you go. Good socks make a bigger make a whole lot of difference oh, too. Absolutely. But, absolutely. Oh, what uh what you go to on socks? <laughs> I know you're gonna be surprised, but my go to's are once again Kuyu Merino wool. I've got some, I like them. They're uh the ones I have are like they have some extra padding down there around like the the ball of your foot and the heel and on the heel yeah and on the top side of your uh i don't know what it's called but right above where your arch is on the top side of your foot kind of all around in the ankle there's all some extra padding in them right and man they're <laughs> they're, they're just they so work good it's just so you don't get hot spots on the bottom of your feet and then and then the top of the boot doesn't yeah rub the top of your foot raw yeah yeah i've got some of those i like them uh Man, I've got all kinds of uh, wool socks, Wolverines and uh, Browning and uh, what else? Like Smart Wool. Just yeah, I had a buddy that was talking about Smart Wool the other day too. And so <clears throat> I don't have any of them. I've got some old Browning wool socks that are. I mean, they're all getting on their last leg. So with those Browning socks, I went to Academy after Christmas one year. And that's all that stuff that they just throw out for Christmas and all this. And mm-hmm. It was, well, hell, it was the same year. It was 2021. It's like end of 2020, early 2021. Went there. They're on clearance. You know, they were, you know, people were buying these for people for Christmas for like 15 bucks a pair. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it, it was like $3 a pair. I'm like, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Grab a handful of them, go bomb. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll just if it's cold outside, I'll throw them on and just do whatever. They keep they keep your feet pretty warm. I wear them wool socks in the wintertime too. They regulate temperature well. I feel like right. But that's funny you said about how you bought yours at Academy on sale. I bought mine at Gander Mountain when. When they were closing When they were going out of business. Right. Yeah. And uh, I scrounged that store just looking for whatever. And uh, man, I don't know how long ago that was, but I'm still wearing those socks. It's been probably five years at least. Yeah, at least. Maybe more. Uh, I don't know. I bought a pistol from there. I bought an M&P shield. When they were going out of business? Yep. The best deal you ever get. Yeah. Uh, man, when was that? 2015? Man. I don't know. I'd give it 16, but I don't think I'm going to go any. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was either 15 or 16. Yeah, because I was still driving my red truck. And I wrecked it in the end of 16. Yeah. So. <laughs> there's that. All, All right. That what is next on the docket? <clears throat> deer hunting stuff. Deer hunting. What, what's your, what's your go-to gear for deer hunting? Uh. I normally sit all day long. 
I don't uh, I don't typically go to the blind for morning and then take off for yeah, lunch. And... Uh, whether I'm sitting in a bow stand or a box blind, I, I sit all day. So I got you. So I, uh, I carry a decent pack, you know, a, just a decent sized day pack that I can fit my coffee in. I don't ever drink out of water bottles no more. You know, I drink out of a like a 32, 34-ounce uh, like water jug. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or I'd say Nalgene. Nalgene's a brand of it, but yeah, like a mm. plastic container. Yeah. The one I normally use is stainless, but uh, like stainless and insulated, but it's the same concept. Uh, that's neither here nor there how I feel about it, but we, uh, so I pack my coffee in one thermos and water in another. Gotta have the coffee. Maybe drink, maybe bring a couple of snacks or something, but, and normally, if, especially if there's no cell phone service, I bring a book. I heard you say that the other day. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, me and, me and Laurel talk about this. I bring a book, and man, that's a man, good eight. way to pass the time in, in a blind. I feel a crucial piece of gear, no matter what kind of hunting you're doing. And I told her this, a first aid kit. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty bad about that. I don't know. No cell phone service. <laughs> you know how bad things can get? They can get bad. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I was laughing about it because after this past year, we went in the backcountry for five, six days and I, uh, I didn't even bring headache medicine or anything. I didn't bring anything. Right. And it's, I didn't it's, bring shit. It's dumb. I brought it's fucking dumb. I mean, food, dude. Somebody cuts themselves like, hey man, you got a bandaid? Like, no, nobody thought to bring Don't, a bandaid. I, I brought electrical tape. <laughs> yeah, E-tape. <laughs> yeah. Here's some E-tape and, uh, here, just, uh, I don't know. Here, just Get some pine needles. Pack them in there. Right. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I brought uh, electrical here, tape here. and paracord. Yeah, here's a here's a piece of a game bag and some E-tape. <laughs> Fix that up. I mean, I figure, I feel like I can do quite a bit with that, but. Right. <laughs> but no, I didn't bring anything. I was, when we got back out, I was like, man, I'm, it's kind of a good thing that old dad here didn't get, didn't get to feel bad. Right. Be down for the count. Yeah, about five miles in, with a lot of elevation gain and drop to get out of there. Feeling real sad. Yeah, that that would have been uh, would have been bad news. Yeah, for sure. So I'm yeah. learning still. Right. So deer hunting and uh, big game hunting. Knife, for sure. Mm-hmm. What about duck hunting? Uh, duck hunting, as far as a blade goes? Yeah. I mean, like, doing the the, the deer and the big game, like, I, I would usually have, like, a fixed blade. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, duck hunting, like, usually just just the old trusty pocket knife. Yeah. I, uh, I may pack that, like, outdoor edge knife with me just because it makes quick easy work right of, of just about everything that it touches some people 
talk shit or whatever about them, but uh, yeah, I don't care. I know what I like, so they yeah, uh, uh, <clears throat> they're handy. Yeah, I, I poked myself in the thumb with one. Oh, they'll get you now. Cleaning the deer. Yeah, they'll bite you. Oh yeah, but uh, I couldn't really tell. Because my, my hands were covered in deer blood. <laughs> yeah, that's happened to me several times, yeah. <laughs> Found out later. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure I just got myself, but this is all fresh, so... Yeah. I don't know whose it is. Right, there's blood everywhere. Yep. But, no, when I when I do pack a, a fixed blade, I normally pack my, my half-face uh, Crow Scout. So... Yeah, man, that thing's sweet. Yeah, I like that knife. It's a good, it's a good blade. But, and I like, like I said, I like the outdoor edge knives and pretty much all the time I have a bench made in my pocket. So I got you now for a fixed blade. Do you have a recommendation for a, like a budget fixed blade, a, a beginner's fixed blade? So depending on what it is you're looking for exactly. Uh, there's some that I've actually been looking at. I'm going to just confirm the... I mean, because to me... The brand real quick. But. Like, uh... I mean, I feel like you you can't really go wrong with a Gerber. No, no, and for for those, like, common... One Gerber's fine. Right, yeah. I mean, hell, they've all came a long way from what they used to be. Right. Uh, I mean, like, I would love, absolutely love a, a Benchmade fixed blade. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll take one of them for sure. Right, man. Like, I just don't know which one. That's, that's my deal. So there's a... There's a company called sacred heart saddlery and they sell they look like uh like kit knives almost if that makes sense but uh they're all made out of them files oh out of uh fairy's wrath yeah but it's a it's a specific uh anza like an anza file or something okay. like that okay and uh they're all made from them files and they come with a leather scabbard Normally they're like a little kind of an angle draw on them, and they're like a hundred and fifty to one hundred seventy five bucks, depending oh, on which one you really get. That's really not bad. And they're most of them are a decent, like not some big ass blade, you know, like a three three and a half inch blade, a good a good work knife, good all around knife. Right. <clears throat> so no, uh, and being made from the the material they're made from, uh, that's something that. I would definitely recommend to somebody. Yeah. Uh, Jeff wanted a fixed blade. Mm-hmm. And we were up at the shop, and it just so happens that day, what shows up in the mail? Smoky Mountain Knife Works catalog. <laughs> so we looked through that, and he's like, what about this? What about that? And he's like, he's like, man, I don't know. He's like, I want to I wanna see it. I want to hold you wanna it. feel it, yeah. So, uh, on our way back, we were working like Pineland or something. On our way back, we stopped at TKC in Spurger. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, they have quite the selection of knives. Pretty good one, huh? Yeah. You ever been? No, I've never been in that oh, one. Oh, man, you need to go. I mean, they carry all kinds of stuff. I forget what brand of knife he ended up getting, but it's like a, a Spanish brand. It was made in Spain. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's a pretty nice knife. Hmm. There's another one I've been looking at for a while called like an Arlo Bernard or something. I think there's some uh, some of the pHs in in Africa carry them or something. I got you, man. They're sharp looking. They're <laughs> sharp looking. And probably sharp. Uh, as yeah, well. yeah. That's probably a weird way to describe a knife, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. They look good. Got warthog like ivory handles on them or something. One of the only ivories that can actually be exported or some some shit like that. So question might have been a lie to me. I don't know. Question down there. Mm-hmm. Is that the Bear Grylls? No, that's a Gerber. Uh, okay. I can't remember which Gerber that one <laughs> is. But, uh... <laughs> oh, so, back in the day... Because Gerber made the Bear Grylls, but right, that's, a different, right. that's a different Gerber. I can't remember which one it is, though. Back in the day when we just <clears throat> would stay up all night and then take a boat out into the marsh... Cutter had this Bear Grylls Gerber knife. Yeah, had a had a flint on it. And yeah, everything. had the little ferro rod and everything. Oh yeah, ready for surviving. Oh yeah, you never know. You gotta start a fire, man. <laughs> I don't know if I'd do it out in the marsh. <clears throat> I will if I'm in a bind. <laughs> Let somebody know I'm here, man. Oh hell, what'd you think of that video I sent you earlier, or I tagged you on? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> We used to run the piss out of that boat. Oh, man. There, people would have thought that we were in a mud boat. In <laughs> oh, a, yeah, in a sure. service drive boat. For sure. The way because, that I drove that thing around. Right. Driving around a shallow pond, just this just 25 Avenue E-Tech just wrapped out. Dude. Shooting a, moose, a rooster tail of mud out. Just wah. Yeah, but get further in the front. <laughs> get in the front. <laughs> Hang off. Oh, man. Yeah, no, no fucks were given in that boat. Yeah, man, it's good times though. <laughs> yeah, I, I overheated it and melted some type of like relief valve or something in it once. Uh, cause, really? Because we were running in the lily pads too much. That's <laughs> hard to believe. Right? What do you What do you know? <laughs> Remember, sometimes we launched that boat and go down that ditch, and it would just be just nothing to lily pads. Yes. Bank yes. to bank for, I don't know, a few hundred yards. We're going hunting still. Right. Just cut through it. Yeah. Freaking. <laughs> Every other people would be like, oh, no, man, I can't run through that. Nah, bub. <laughs> I got insurance. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That was some fun times we had. We had. Mm-hmm. Man, I I don't remember how many evenings we spent fabbing up that uh, that blind. That blind turned out good. It did. It did. I like that blind. <laughs> well, yeah, we we put a lot of work into that. Yeah, no, that thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, we really sat there and thought it out and everything. Like it laid down perfect inside the boat. 
came up and looked it looked right oh yeah yeah that thing looked good it was good we <clears throat> we killed many a duck out of that yes sir yeah we did speaking of we're you were the one that was with me when when i was running up into the pace track uh running off of moonlight and just totally come out of the water the tide was out yes and and yes like we had a and i seen big that, seen that front. shiny mud and thought big i was good i had the spotlight off shining off to the sides and just looking at the ponds <laughs> that are just mud and then i look and i shine it in front of us and there's mud in front of us i go hi and just oh, i mean the motor kicks up and everything i think we were able to eat through that too though weren't we oh we got we, we had to get out no, we ran up there we got stuck you said what do you think I'm like, this already does not look good. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think the hunting's going to be worth the shit. Like, push this thing back into the middle, into the canal that we've got. I'm like, let's just go back. Maybe that was a call it quits morning. Yeah, well, I mean, we turned around and we left because I remember you're like, you're like, here, dude, <laughs> drive this thing. I'm freezing. I'm going to lay down. Yeah, sometimes you got to do that. Yeah, got to call on your partner to help you out. Yeah, I mean, I was like, all right, cool. And so we just, <laughs> oh man, I think we like had to pull somebody back in or something or follow them something because they're like, oh man, our boat's giving us trouble. You'll follow us back. So I just put. Was them. you with me when we pulled them people? Was that that day? I, it, it, it something like that happened that day. I remember pulling them people in. I didn't. <laughs> We, I met that dude years later, and yeah, and yeah, so him again, we're buddies now. Yeah, so we we start like I don't know if we pulled him in or they're like we're having trouble. Like it's not mm-hmm. we're not going that fast. Can you just follow us in case we break down? Then y'all can pull us. Like yeah, sure. I think we ended up pulling him though. I don't remember. You remember getting pulled in from by Jody and that real piece of shit boat that I had. <laughs> How many times did we, that fucking motor stop running on the way out there? Like three or four times? Oh, like, geez. man, this is not good. Yeah, because you had that uh, <clears throat> you had that long shaft Yamaha 40 on the back of that thing. Now, that was a uh, same boat, but a different motor. Right. Remember, and, I bought that 25-horse motor yeah. out of Louisiana. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, man, this thing will be awesome. <laughs> that thing was a turd, dude. <laughs> it would it not stay running for it. nothing. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, he got me as a eighteen or nineteen year old kid. He sold me that piece of shit with a smile. It's just part of it. Right. Oh man. <laughs> but as far as duck hunting goes, <clears throat> man, I uh I don't personally have a pair of sick of waders. But everyone that that I know that does that said they say if you spend any real amount of time in in waiters for hunting that they're a hundred percent worth it. And the idea behind it that they say is if you wear waiters a lot, you know you get one maybe two years out of them. Right. And that's and that's if you spend just say two hundred. 250 bucks on a pair of waders 
most likely they're not going to have any type of warranty that covers them. So in one to two years, you're buying another set of waders. Right now, you're out there with a tube of RTV trying to yes. patch these bastards up. Yeah. So, Zika's... Unless they're, uh, what is it? Banded? Banded waders? I don't know. The banded waders aren't cheap either, though. Yeah, but they, they come from the factory with a leak. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I haven't had any banded ones. I know a guy that did have some of the banded Aspire ones. Had a little, like, an LED light in them. You seen them? No. Like, on the flat for the pocket? It's got, like, a little LED light for when you're throwing stuff out. thought that's pretty tight, but if they leak, then I don't really care about them at all. Right. Or you could just, uh, you know... Have a headlamp. Right, buy a headlamp. <laughs> <laughs> on Lucas sniffing her, her vest down what, there. Uh, what, what kind of headlamp do you run? I use a Petzl. That's the. Uh, I had a black diamond for a while, uh, a couple of years actually, and it did good. But I got a I got a couple of Petzls for pretty cheap yeah. this past year, and I think I've got a Streamlight. I've been using them. I'm not really sure. <clears throat> I don't know where it's at. That is why I don't spend a lot of money on headlamps. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That or you go to you take your hat off at till season something, you take your hat off to wipe the sweat Slings off. Slings out in the water. Right, and it just goes bloop. Yeah. Yeah. Headlamp I mean you I've just been known to go to your bag of. and just dig out another cheap one and turn mm-hmm. it on. There's a dude that I hunted with the other day who had the dive bomb head, dive bomb headlamp. The the D B torch or whatever it is. Okay. Rather that thing. It's pretty bright. I'm talking Throws a beam out there. I was impressed with it. So right I mean, <clears throat> I may go ahead and add one of them to the dive bomb collection. Jeez, you've got everything else dive bomb, so you <laughs> might as well, right? Hey, if they make good shit, I'll take it. I mean, there's a there's a dive bomb gun case right there. There's a hunting bag full of more little pouches. Mm-hmm. Dive bomb dry shell bags. There's some, uh, uh, Camp boots. Dive bomb field boots. Yeah, the field boots. There's a hat. There is a hat. I didn't think uh, there's yeah. a pile of stickers somewhere. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few things laying around here. <laughs> right, right. But no, like <clears throat> I can't blame you, man. Like if it's a good product and it works, I love that backpack. That is a really so, well built backpack. I've got the one that you had before this. That uh, like the Magellan one. Magellan one. Does it leak? Because mine does. Oh. Maybe it's banded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really don't even know why I still have it. It's in that closet. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so we're picking up decoy Saturday. I hope yours doesn't leak. I don't know. I, I don't really uh, try and uh, submerge myself with all my shit on. You know, I'm prone to <laughs> inopportune situation so right right of course aren't we all you know we were, we were picking up decoy saturday and last decoy and i'm just like easing out there easing out there getting a little deep on you and then it just drops off and i'm just like sliding my foot out <laughs> sliding my foot out i'm like oh god it's about to happen so my neoprene shell belt my it, which my dad gave me mm-hmm. so it's from, I don't know, the 90s. 
I mean, it, it's great. I love it. But anyways, uh, it, it went underwater a little bit. So when I put it back in the bag, it was wet. So <clears throat> I don't think it leaks. I hope not. If if it does, I'll, I guess I'll just have to get a, a dive bomb. You know, I'm an Oka. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, Onuka will end up with her with a dive bomb vest here before too long, I reckon. But uh, as far as waders, what are you mm-hmm. running right now? So, whenever I've gone duck hunting in the past couple of years, I haven't needed waders. So. Just hip waders, hip yeah, boots. Yeah, just hip boots. Uh, Man, but for fishing, I, w- I wish I wish I could just wear hip boots everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> They're so much easier. Yeah, man. I don't know though. I I do like a good pair of waders, and I have the Ma- the Magellan like Mag twos or. G2s or something like that. I've got some Magellan fishing waders with stocking foots. Yeah, that's what I have. And I had a pair of lace-up boots that I wore with them. Mm Mm-hmm. They gave out. The waders did or the boots? No, the boots did. So I bought some boots when me and my dad went to Oklahoma. Uh, They're corkers, and they got uh, two different sets of soles. You can swap them out. So they got felt soles on them for walking in rivers with slick rocks and stuff. Never would have thought that that worked, but works really well. And then they got regular grip boot uh, soles like for walking in mud or what have you. Hmm. They're they're pretty nice. I like them. So yeah, I, uh, I sacrificed a pair of tennis shoes Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to, man. Right, just slid my foot off in there and just I, I felt it slip, and I was like, man, like I'm trying not to lose this. <laughs> well, it come untied, so I, I bared down on them. <laughs> and just <laughs> sensed them down. It's good the rest of the time. There you go. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I have heard very good things about sicuators. Mm-hmm. And I have heard... That Gordian Sons is the place to go. For do so, they carry Sitka waders? They, or just yes, they carry Sitka. I know. I know they have pretty much the largest selection. So when of Sitka, I, that when I went, I went with my brother and a bunch of his buddies because one of his buddies was like, "Hey, man, these guys got Sitka waders," and I think they were they were they had them on sale. Mm-hmm. You know, to clear out for the season. It's a cool story, isn't it? Yeah, uh, man, uh, my buddy Keen was asking about it, and I, I I asked him if he went, he's like, no, he's like, but I've been thinking about it, I'm like, go, just go, mm-hmm. like, it's wild, it's crazy, man, like, they, like, they have a gun vault, they have just racks of guns, they have guns just sitting on the <clears throat> counter, and guns yeah. just leaned up in the, and, and not, not any, like, bullshit just sitting on the counter either like no like a a ten thousand dollar 338 lapua with this massive scope and yeah uh you know it's in a chassis and all this just sitting on a bipod just chilling on the counter just waiting for somebody to come up and go like oh hey man 
Is that a blah, blah, blah? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. You got another one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what really got me was all them Belgian-made brownings that were just sitting outside of the counter. For you to just walk up at your leisure, pick up, check out, <laughs> shoulder it, see how it feels. There's, I mean, there's 40 shotguns that were like that. Jeez. I was like, man, y'all about to get my mortgage for the month in here. Yeah, so, like I told Keen, like, that store is for the guy that's like, like, just walks in, just all willy-nilly, whatever, and goes like, oh, yeah, uh, me and my buddy are taking his time machine to go mammoth hunting this weekend, <laughs> so I need something for that. Yeah. Yep, and they're going to take you inside the big gun bolt. Right, right. Like oh, I think hey. you have to have a proof credit score or show me your bank account or something to get in there. Right, like, yeah, here's a Holland and Holland 600 Nitro Express. Yep. It's $47,000. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah. Uh, like, I don't know if I want the 600 or the 500. Like, ah, oh, let me just get both. Yeah, they got them there, dude. Yeah. It's wild. The Probably one of the largest selections of Sitka in Texas in there. Right. Uh, uh, a very large selection of duck camp last time I was in there. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't remember seeing any duck camp. Or maybe there was. I think duck camp was... Like, I just started seeing... Like, stuff on Facebook and stuff about Duck Camp. <clears throat> you know who else has double rifles? Hmm. Well off the beaten path. Uh, Rebel Armory in Mitchell Saw and Supply. Really? Yes. They just got some chilling out in there? What? Yeah. I mean, hell, they've got everything. Like... Prime time pandemic, like ammo is not on the shelves. You go in there and they have just tons of it. Really? Yes. I'm like, huh. Jesus Christ, man. And it's, <clears throat> and they have like whatever you want. I mean, they have like 300 rum, 300 Weatherby. Oh, I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Just stuff like, you're like, Damn, that is... Jesus Christ, like, y'all have this? Like, that's I, wild. Yeah, dude. It's awesome. Huh. I'll stop in there sometimes. Yeah? Have to do that. Yeah, I mean, they... I mean, they're a Weatherby dealer. I mean, pretty much, if you can dream it up, they've probably got it. Yeah, when I was reorganizing here today, I was taking a little mental note of what I had for my rifles. I could use a few more, a few more boxes of seven mag. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to see a little bit of it, but uh, it's still a uh, few and far between. Not as bad as 243 though. I do have a box of that and I don't have a rifle that shoots anymore either. I found it a few months ago and bought it and then I got a Ruger 243 for the uh, for the kiddos dude it cracks me up that you buy the ammo first and then and then you buy the rifle well I mean like you gotta think about it now I got to right well I mean like 
even if you are still thinking about it, I mean, like, the ammo doesn't go bad. I went into Academy one time, and they're like, oh, you can get two boxes of ammo. I'm like, well, what do y'all have? Like, we got this. Like, no, we got this. No, we got this. Nah. We got some 10 millimeter. I'm like, what kind of 10 mil you got? Mm-hmm. Oh, we got this, and then we got some full metal jackets. Like, let me get two boxes of FMJs. That's what I've been hearing I need to get. And Maybe one of was a 10 millimeter. And then, like, a few months later, I bought a 10 mil. <sighs> but I was like, what? what is the point of having the gun if you don't have any ammo for it? Mm-hmm. Like, like, hey, we've got the gun. Like, cool, I'll buy it. Like, y'all have any ammo? No. Like, well, then... I'm not buying it. Right. Like, that's dumb. At least reserve a box for each firearm right, that so, you're selling. But, like, I mean, how things have been, like, you either find the gun or you find the ammo. So, if you can find the ammo and you want the gun, buy the ammo, find the gun, buy the gun, you have ammo. I'm with it, dude. I did that with the 10 mil. I did that with 243. I did that with the 68 Western. Like I read up on the 68 Western, I'm like I've got to have this. Found ammo. I'm like, you know what? They're probably gonna be they're probably gonna be a rifle in here pretty soon. Let me buy some of this ammo. <laughs> and there was not a rifle in there pretty soon. You got quite a bit of ammo for that before you ended up actually getting one. Whenever I bought a rifle, I had seven boxes of it. Yeah. Which I acquired over a year you got your good rifle though i did and then i bought more ammo i was like i think i'm just going to shoot these 175s and i got on gun broker and i found a case of it mm-hmm. 10 boxes and got a very good deal with that so i don't uh, ever know man yeah i mean like they usually go for like $50 a box. What'd you pick them up for? $37.50 a box. God. <laughs> and then, like, right after that, people were posting, like, I can't find ammo anywhere. Can't find ammo anywhere. I'm like, I, I think, mm-hmm. uh, I think I kind of swooped in at the right time. Yeah, I reckon so. That forty-five seventy I got, that's, that ammo is like $45, $50 a box. It may be more than that now. Jesus, buy some dyes for that thing. Save your brass. I have been saving brass. I got a bunch of 308 for you. Hell yeah. I have some 7 mag also, but... Man, people say it's a real FUD thing to do. But guess what? If you can find components, (laughs) you can load it. And you will still have ammo. Yeah. Well, that's the good thing about the old 5.56. Feel like I can do. You can kill quite a few things with that one. Right, and then the three hundred eight. I mean, with three hundred eight. Mm-hmm. Three hundred eight. You can find pretty much anywhere. Speaking of, I need to take Laura to shoot that one of mine and see if she wants to shoot that. I got one. you. Yeah, I'll bring mine too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, hell, I was just walking around Academy the other day, just killing time. And I was just looking on the gun rack. And it was like 308, 308, 308, 6.53, mm-hmm. 308, 308, 30 out 6. 
308, 6.5 is getting to be like the new 308 almost, it seems like. It's becoming very common. Right. But, I mean, I was like, man, like, y'all, y'all are quite the selection here. 308 mm. or 6.5. <laughs> yeah, give the people what they want, right? Right. Or... I wonder if it's like that everywhere. Or tell the people what they want, and this is what I have. Right. It's like, man, I'm thinking about getting a, a, a I don't know, a, a 7 millimeter 08. Like, sounds to me like you want a 6.5 Creed more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want a 7 millimeter 08. Nah, man. That thing's junk. Yeah. What you need is a 6.5 Creed more. <laughs> I wonder if it's like that everywhere. I'm curious about that too. Right. Like in other states and everything. Right. I mean like <clears throat> just go across the country, walk into a gun store, like what bolt action rifles do you have? Mm-hmm. And they're like It fits all the same shit, yeah. Right. Like, well, I've got these six five Creed Moors and then on this half of the rack is three oh eights. It's like where are your seven bags? Where's your three hundreds? Right. Where's all the cool stuff? Yeah, where's where's the belt of magnums at? <laughs> oh man, y'all have anything designed by Roy Weatherby? <laughs> oh yeah, jeez, dude. But yeah, I've I've always thought that like, what do people shoot elsewhere? I I mean, in the Midwest, they they shoot uh, straight walls. Mm-hmm. That, that's all that I can shoot. Right? right. So it's 450 Legend. No, four, 450 Bushmaster, 350 Legend. And now Remington just launched a new caliber, new cartridge. Really? Yes. A 360 Buckmaster. That's a targeted audience for sure. I mean, they, they designed it. For the mm. Midwest, mm-hmm. where they have straight wall cartridge regulations. I wonder what the... Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm ignorant to it, but I wonder what the thought process is behind that. I have no idea. But, I mean, what, what can you shoot? I mean, you can do that, or you can do, like, a... I mean, a mm-hmm. uh, three fifty seven Magnum. But a three fifty legend is like a three fifty eleven legend is like a nine millimeter on steroids. Hmm. Like it's the the it's the same diameter as a nine mil. Oh, okay. But the case is just forever long. All <laughs> right. Uh yeah, so you could do like any Magnum pistol cartridge for hunting. Uh, oh, you could do a 30 carbine. Mm-hmm. But that's, uh, that's not really... You don't really see much of those anymore. No, not really. Nuka, what you got to say? Huh? <clears throat> oh, man. All right. Little punk. Oh, well... Any other uh, helpful gear before we get on out of here? Mm. Man, for for waterfowl hunting, 
I, uh, over the past few years, I've decided or have come to find that I really appreciate a dry bag to put my shells in. They don't have to be, you know, a full dry backpack or whatever, but uh, dry bag, throw your shells in. I hate a soggy, uh, a soggy cardboard box of shotgun shells. <laughs> right, and you pick it up and, and the bottom falls yes. out and you have a full <coughs> box of shells just rolling around everywhere. Yep, and especially down here when we used to hunt public land in that salt marsh. Ooh, if your man. shells get all wet, they're... They're rusted by the, starting to rust by the time you get home. Right. Yeah. I mean, that that used to drive me crazy. So. Same, same with your shotgun too. Yep. Man. Yeah. If you, if you hunt salt marsh, definitely show them guns some love. Clean them. Wipe them down. Clean them. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I like putting my shells in a in a dry bag. In a dry bag. Honestly, I've. I've gotten to where I put everything I have into right. I was dry about bags. to say I, I enjoy uh, having all of my things dry. Yeah, same, <clears throat> same. That dive bomb backpack is like seventy five bucks or something, including the uh, the clothes I have on under my waders. Yes, that's that's pretty important. Man, too. especially spring, when it gets cold. Yeah, you spring a leak. It's it's miserable. Yeah, it's miserable. It sucks. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, the <clears throat> calls calls are a good thing to have. Yeah. I don't really know much about, like, deer calls or anything. Or I don't need to, to be do that. Like, I've messed with some elk diaphragms. Yeah. <clears throat> I know my dad is, uh, he's using the born and raised uh, diaphragms and bugle tube. I can't remember what Hank is using. But I think he's using uh, what's that? What's that guy's name? Corey Jacobson. Yeah, I think he's using some of his maybe, like some Elk One Hundred One stuff or something. Yeah, yeah, Elk One Hundred One. Uh, uh, yeah, that's his. Uh, that's Corey Jacobson stuff. I think that's what Hank is using. Yeah, maybe like him and uh, him and Randy Newberg do a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of hunting together. Yep. So they're using them diaphragms. Uh, Man, I uh, the duck calls. Yep, I've, I've uh, really taken a liking to the uh, to, uh, to all the new Sure Shot stuff. Yep, I'm a fan of the Sure Shots. Oh I, yeah. Uh, some guys say they don't feel like they feel like they're too flat. They ain't got no range to them or whatever. But I don't know. For me, I feel like they're fine. Uh, see, and that that's my thing. Like, if, you, if you're from around here. They're in Beaumont. Mm-hmm. They have a shop in Beaumont. If you don't like it, go up there, talk to them, and just... Yeah, they'll probably do you right. Absolutely. I've went up there and just BS with those guys. Like, they're, they're cool, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been meaning to go in there. I just haven't <clears> done it yet. Because they just opened up. Probably uh, first of duck season, I believe. Yeah. Actually opened the yeah. storefront. Yeah, so they, they did the storefront. Uh <clears throat> So yeah, I don't. I don't know when Jay bought it. Like twenty twenty one maybe. Yeah, it's been a little bit now. Yeah, and then so he he wanted to do a storefront, so he did the place in Beaumont. It's on 
Calder right next to Rayo's. Oh, Calder next to Rayo's. Yeah, go past the hospital, and there's uh, the the Catholic school, and then there's uh, Checkers, mm-hmm. and just past that at the next light, Rayo's is on the... If you're coming from the interstate, it's yeah. it's on the left. Okay. So, yeah. Go check them out. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to go over there one of these days. Uh, obviously, duck hunting in uh, southeast Texas. Thermocells go a long sure. way. Yeah, 100%. Um trying to think of what else it is that I always carry. I always carry extra batteries for my, for my headlamps. But yeah, that's uh, that's for anything. If you go hunting and you have anything that takes batteries, make sure you have spares. Yeah. Uh, we could do a whole another deal on fly fishing stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm wanting to do that because I, uh, I don't really know a whole lot about fly fishing. I don't either, but I'm out here doing it. Right. It, it seems <laughs> like it's fun. That's one of my favorite things to do now. That is, I'm ate up with it. So, I want to go, I want to go get on some redfish at some point. I'm pretty positive I'm going to catch some redfish out here. Yeah. I've, uh, seen it done on the, on the television. You're going to see it done in real life before <laughs> too long. <laughs> I mean to tell you. Yeah, we're going to have to set some cameras up and get that done. Yeah, I might have to go give me a uh, go give me a fly rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ain't gonna be no fancy skiff. We're gonna be doing that camouflage aluminum boat out there. But <laughs> there we go. We're gonna drag some redfish in. Yeah, we'll make it work. But yeah, there's a there's a plethora of things, man. If anybody's looking, just do a quick uh, Google search of necessary things to bring on yada yada trip you know five day backcountry hunting trip and go through and see things that you may may not have thought about yeah and uh if you have any questions when you go and follow us on our socials uh dm us that's a good point too well uh We'll get to you as quick as we can, and we will try to answer within the best of our knowledge. Don't know it all, but uh, hopefully we can get you pointed in the right direction. Yeah, give you some input at least. Uh, yeah, y'all know quite a few people that have done right, right, and quite a bit of different about to say, if I, if I don't so. know it, then I, I may know somebody who does, and if mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who does, then... That might just uh, strike an interest, and I may have to do some looking into it. And do some real research on that's it, That's huh? it. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, man, that's how I ended up with a 280 Ackley. How so? Uh, I found some brass at the range. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole... It was, it was a whole box worth. It's 20 of them. And I was like, oh, man, I, I probably know somebody who has one. Asked around, nobody has one. Looked into it. I was like, man, this is pretty sweet. And then I got a rifle and some reloading dice and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
part of it, I reckon. And I was like, whoops. Um, another thing, which is just kind of extremely specific, but <clears throat> pretty much no matter where I go now or how I'm hunting, after, and we, we've talked about this before, after I figured out my layering system, my Kuyu guide jacket goes with me everywhere. I used to hate the jacket. I got rid of mine. Well, you traded it for a deer hunt, right? Yes. Yeah. And I've got the Axis, mm-hmm. which is similar. It's kind of it's kind of the same thing. It just has waterproof panels on it. Mm-hmm. So like I like the shoulders and the arms are waterproof. Right. And then the rest is that, that guide jacket material, like the torso and everything. So are the shoulders and arms not as durable of a material as what the rest of the jacket's made out of? I don't know. I'm going to dig it out and look. Yeah. I just feel like it's a really durable jacket. It's at least water resistant. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, after I figured out how how to do my layers, that is my that is now my favorite jacket. That See, I but whenever I bought it, whenever I was doing the layering, and you said, get a size bigger. Mm-hmm. Well, the size bigger was, I didn't like it. <clears throat> Understandable. So, I was like, I just need to get another one in the same size as everything else. But then I got to look and I found the axis. I'm like, I think I'm going to get this instead. Mm-hmm. So, I got it. It fits good. It fits good with everything else. And then I had that guy jacket that was a size too big. Yep. Oh, that's understandable. You got to find what works for you. Right. But, so. But I can put on, you know, my Moreno base layers. I can put on like a strong fleece underneath, oh, over that. Dude, the strong fleece. Yeah. The 260. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. I got, I got both of them and I put on my guy jacket over that. And then put, or my god vest, and then my god jacket, and I feel pretty, pretty snug, pretty secure, and all that. And then I got my down jacket if the shit gets real, real chilly. See, I've got the uh, the synthetic down, but I've been duck hunting all that shit too. Still, so yeah, yeah, I, like yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Like it catches a little attention whenever we're in the blind. There were some guys the other day asked me, man, how do you like that stuff? I'm wearing, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing it, brother. I'm a believer. Had it for years. So, yeah, that uh, <clears throat> yeah, I've got the the synthetic down jacket that they make. Uh, the Kenai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's pretty good. And then I've got the same kind of setup. Got the mountain jacket and the. Kelvin Light Active. That's the Sitka's. Yeah, for Sitka. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, let me tell you something. So when the freeze was blown in, I worked all night. I was in my big, thick Carhartt jacket, my Carhartt insulated bibs, my FR jacket and FR bibs. And, man, I, I froze my ass off that night. And so I slept for a couple hours and then I woke up and I had to go to my doctor's appointment and I wore that uh I wore the 
the Kelvin active jacket, mm-hmm. and then I put the uh, the mountain jacket over it because uh, I knew the the puffy jacket would keep me warm, and then the the outer layer would kind of block the wind. And I was uh, I was pretty toasty. Oh yeah, I was pretty toasty in that thing. Those companies know what they're doing, man. Right, they really and, do. And then, uh, and then after my appointment, it really didn't matter because uh, I was feeling pretty good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they know what they're doing. They got oh, they yeah. got good people yeah, that are they, testing their stuff in right, the field. And they they invest they invest a lot of money into the. Uh, engineering aspect of all oh, yeah. this if something simple is uh the r&d is where all that jacket money, yeah the money for all that stuff that you pay it comes from the r&d for sure right but then it also <clears throat> they also develop new products with uh with that money no that's why it's got the the hefty mm-hmm. price tag i think they listen to some of their customer feedback also I really right, do. Right, which, which that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, for Kuyu, I had not really an issue, but just some some stuff that I called them about at some point, and they were very pleasant to deal with. Uh, those companies, if you have any issues, call them. They'll typically, I think they're going to work with you. Right. Uh, which that's good I mean cause you're you're spending a lot of good hard earned money mm-hmm. on this stuff and they know that you know they know that right I mean they also wanna <clears throat> wanna keep you as a customer yeah they're not they're not box store companies you know that just I mean they mass produce but they mass produce quality right I mean Kuyu is a direct-to-consumer. Mm-hmm. That's where Sitka... There's a few places that carry it. Uh, I mean, Cabela's has it. Gordy's has it. Uh, online, like Midway USA has it. There's all kinds of places online yeah. to get it, yeah. But... I don't know if Sportsman Warehouse has it. Not, uh <clears throat> Oh, what's uh, Field and Stream has it too. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of. Field and Stream. I bought a discontinued rain jacket from them, from a, like Euro Optic or something, mm-hmm. not too long ago. It's a lot like a long kind of almost trench coat type jacket that I bought in Subalpine, which is a freaking super badass pattern oh dude that's what my uh that's what my mr range pack is in dude the shit blends in with everything and my mr range bino harness mm-hmm. yeah i got a buddy that when we'd gone hunting i would turn around because he he actually wasn't hunting he was taking photos and i would turn around every now and then because he was behind us to make sure that he was still good or hadn't seen anything or whatever and I'd be scanning, looking for him, and couldn't see. Couldn't see. I literally, it happened like four or five times. I wouldn't see him, and then he'd he'd finally like do a hand motion, and be like, "What's up, dude?" And I'd be like, "Holy shit, man!" 
I'm like, that's freaking insane to me. Right, right. But they, yeah, and they've also done the research into it mm-hmm. to, to find out that a uh, that the their pattern is just used to break up your mm-hmm. silhouette. And it's not just a printed, uh, you know, it's, it's not just a, a garment with a print on it of right. some fairy tale uh, environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's used to, like you said, to break up your silhouette. Right, I mean, like this, uh, this uh, mojo bag. That Max Five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like where, where, are, where are you gonna hunt where that matches exactly? Yeah, that shit looks like a dark spot in whatever it is that it's <clears throat> in, pretty much. Right. You can pick it out. Right. Uh, that guy I'm talking about is Hunter Edens. He actually took a photo of me. And like some dark timber, and I'm I'm wearing all my VR stuff. And invisible, homie. Yeah, boogeyman. Yeah, it was pretty wild. But the thing that was crazy was that his stuff blended in in almost every in- environment that we were in. It in the subalpine. It was it was really wild to me. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's. I got good things to say about that for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> But no, I uh, I mean we're obviously talking about high end shit, which may suck for some people, but it is worth the investment. If it's something you're gonna do, I think it's worth the investment. Right. We've uh, I, I talked with this to Jeremy Steppen and uh, Chance Gallier with uh, Tag and Banded. Like if. If you're if you're on a budget like mm-hmm. military circle stuff, yep, for sure. Multicam is awesome. I love multicam. Absolutely, I do too. Multicam is awesome. Like there's some right there. Right. I mean, like, and if you don't think it'll blend in anywhere, I mean, like they wore this in the mountains of mm-hmm. Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and those mountains look awfully similar. Right. Yeah, uh, Cutter and I have a have a friend that you know, like, hey, what you know, what's what's Afghanistan look like? He's like, kind of looks like Colorado. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just yeah, it's not desert like. uh, I mean, nowhere on there is, but it's not just all desert. Right, but like neither is Texas either. It's true. It's not all desert and full wells and cows. Right. We're surrounded by we got a pretty di- we got a pretty diverse uh, state here. Honestly. Right, right. But yeah, so uh, there's mountains. If you're wondering what Afghanistan looks like, it looks like Colorado. Just uh, the people are different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, People in Colorado do not like people from Texas. No, they don't. There's actually a guy that we met this past year when we were skiing. He uh, he had moved there from California, and he told us that the only people that people from Colorado hate more than Californians are Texans. <laughs> oh, yeah. But strangely enough, he was from California, and he liked all of us. But 
Hmm. Yeah, I, uh... I wonder if they tell people in California, like, you, you know, like the whole deal, like, here, you know, do they go, like, don't California my Colorado? I'm not real sure what they say. <laughs> I think, I still think that there's a large majority that is just quiet and just deals with with themselves. Yeah. And it seems like there's a whole lot more loud people just because the few loud people that there are, they're really loud. Yeah. But I mean, like... But don't move to the state and then start trying to turn it into the state that you left because it got so bad. Right. You gotta you gotta recognize. But like the the, the people in Colorado, why why do they why is there so much hate? I don't know. I've I've personally felt it when I've been up there. I've had people treat me like shit that were from Colorado. But I mean like why? Like you're going to where they live and you're spending money putting money into their economy. And enjoy and being like nice and enjoying it and having fun. I don't understand it either. Right. Like, I'm. I know I can act like a dickhead, but normally when I'm there, I'm happy. Right. I'm not being that guy. <clears throat> I'm not in a work environment there where I can uh, throw I just, some shade around. I just don't understand that. I mean, like, cause like you meet people like, oh, like where are y'all from? Like, oh, we're from here. Like they're just in Texas. Like, oh, hey, that's cool. What's it like there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to a processor in Colorado once. To I went to go drop my elk off. And the year before, a guy that I was with went to go drop his elk off there. And the guy acted like a dickhead to him. But we all kind of wrote it off because this dude kind of can just come off in a rough way. Well, this next year, when I went, me and that dude's dad went. Older man, super nice guy. We're both all good. It was like as soon as he seen those Texas plates on my truck, he got shitty with us. And to be honest, that was one of the first few people that I can really think of that I said, man, fuck you, dude. I'm leaving to their face. <laughs> and and literally just got we, we, we MF'd each other a few times while we were leaving. I was like, man, I ain't dealing with this shit. <laughs> and I got in the truck, I was like, I don't know what just happened, but <laughs> we got to go get ice to put on this shit back here. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez, that's... So we drove back into the mountains and quartered up that elk and that mule deer and put it in coolers for another seven days. And just drove it back home? Yep, and drove it back home. Was, uh, I don't know, it's, it's strange. I don't See, understand like, it what, either. What would... What would he have charged you for that? For what he was going to do, he probably... So it probably just would have been uh, backstrap, tenderloins... And have some steaks cut out of, like, I guess those parts of the ham that you can cut and then tenderize for fry meat. And then it would just would have been grind. It probably would have been three, three to four hundred bucks, something like that. And he missed out on it. Oh, yeah. He, he told me, I don't need your business. 
cool dude. Said, all right. Awesome. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I don't need you to do it. I do it myself. Mm-hmm. I'll bring it to somebody in Texas and let them do it. <laughs> Guess what? I brought it to Texas and paid somebody like 650 bucks to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> After that was when I decided I was going to buy my own stuff. Right, right. Like, maybe I can process this. Mm-hmm. But so I've since bought everything else that I need to do it myself. Hell yeah. Man, and it's it's fun though. I I like mm-hmm. I like processing. Breaking them all down is really cool. It's really interesting, honestly. See, like Laurel and I talked about that too, because I just I, I came home and had a trash bag full of deer, and I was like, <laughs> all right, well, let's get to work. I'm gonna do this. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like it, it took a good bit of the day. Oh, it for sure will. Yeah, I mean, I'm oddly particular, so like, when I'm vacuum sealing all my stuff, I gotta write my dates on it, write exactly what it is. I do all this. I make sure everything lays flat when it freezes. So I, I that had all the back straps already cut and vacuum sealed. I did that at the camp, and then. I had everything else that I just ran through the grinder. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I cut up a, a few things, and you know, I was really just kind of learning it. And now, now, if I when I get another deer, I'm gonna do it different. Like I'm gonna save this, save that. Yeah. Blah blah blah, and then just I really wanted the heart. <clears throat> But uh, I kind of exploded that thing. <laughs> I kept the liver out of my last one. See, I want to keep the liver too and like do like homemade booty in. Mm-hmm. You know, while I'm doing sausage. I still haven't. Uh, I still haven't cooked it. So when I do, I'll give you all a call. But I uh, and I should. I think I still have some heart left. Have you had heart before? No. Oh, it's good. So, yeah, I I wanted that. I was going to try that, but I kind of blew that thing in half. Mm-hmm. And uh, there went that. Yep. I mean, that's all right. Give it a quick death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was surprised he took off, but he didn't go too far. And I'm, it's like there's blood everywhere. I've, uh, I've read some stuff that says if even if you shoot them in the heart if their lungs are full of air they have that much time to still pump I don't know like pump blood to the body or something I don't know how it works but there's that much oxygen left in them for them to actually go still even if you did shoot them right in the pump house right yeah because that's that's exactly where that went but yeah, I mean, it went 15 yards, maybe. I mean, it just took off. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I thought I made a bad shot. Yeah, right. Yeah, but then like whenever I, whenever I found it, I'm like, where, where does this? I'm just like brushing the fur and I find just a little bitty hole right behind the shoulder. I'm like, that work? It's like, what's the back of this thing look like? Flip it over, I'm like, Jesus. Toot it up. Right. 
<laughs> right? Like, man, this thing did some work. That's good stuff. But yep. That's what you want. You want a harvest, and you don't want them to suffer, so. It's a that's good way happened. to do it. That's what happened. But, all right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Yep. Thanks for having me again, brother. Yes, sir. Well, that will do it for this week's episode of the Big Texas Outdoors podcast. Until next time, everybody. Happy hunting. <laughs>